Hello and welcome back, all you beautiful people. We appreciate you joining us here for our last in the mix of the 2022 season. Hey, yeah. My name is Nick Hansen. Alongside me is Isaac Goldblatt. How you doing today, sir? I am thrilled to be in the booth with you. Excited to wrap up this season. It's been quite a pleasure being alongside you and getting to finish out this season watching some amazing golf. We really have had quite the amazing golf, I would say. Especially at the end of the year, it's been phenomenal watch uh, week in and week out. Uh, but this week we are here for the Tour Championship down in Charlotte, North Carolina at Nevin Park. Um, do you want to tell the folks a little bit about Nevin? Yeah, this year uh, Nevin Park uh, rated a, a 4.5 on UDISC. Uh, we're not playing Hornet's Nest this year. Uh, this is a moderately uh, hilly course, uh, very wooded. You're going to have tight lines got to be able to hit your gaps. There's a, a few water holes in play where there's going to be some long uh, long OB. Um, gold level course for sure. And uh, par 62 is rated about 1,000. The course overall, I would say, is in very good shape. It was good to see throughout the week. It played very tough, and especially when it was you know a little moist at times. Oh, definitely. Uh, I'd say we had... Hotter weather than we were expecting, and coming into the week, it was wet, rainy. The people who had the play-ins definitely had the, the moist ground. Going down the fairway, it's, I'd say, very well-sculpted, not too, too, too much rough, but if you're going to get off the fairways where it's going to get wet, dewy, and you're going to have to really watch your footing. Definitely saw a few people slipping in their practice rounds. Had to be careful coming in tournament time. The course for me really gave like Iron Hill vibes, if you know of that course. Yeah, over on the east, the upper northeast coast uh, definitely reminds me of home. These uh, tight lines, very, very hilly and challenging and demanding all 18 holes. So let's jump into our MPO side of things. Uh, the MPO had a play-in. And for that first day, Jeremy Colling and Thomas Gelbert came out to advance into the first round. Um, Jeremy shot a one over and Thomas shot a two over. So early, we're not seeing that, you know, under par is really out there much. No, definitely with the weather and the, the, the new, this new course for the championship, we're going to have... Uh, a big undertaking right away. It's gonna be. It's gonna take a lot to shoot under par, especially coming out the gate. Uh, missing the cut, we're gonna have Jake Hebenheimer, Albert Tom, Chandler Kramer, and Andrew Presnell. Yeah, notable players there, but unfortunately not advancing into the first round. Uh, the first round, we had a pretty good card ourselves, and we had one of them go on to advance, but our advancing players after round one are Bradley Williams, Drew Gibson, Mason Ford, and Nicholas Antela. And Nicholas Antela would be the one who would uh, advance from our card. Uh, Bradley Williams and Mason Ford were on the same card together, shooting an incredible seven down and six down. That's it's an amazing to see right out of the gate those two Texas uh, locals making quick work of this course. Yeah, no surprise there to see those two players playing well. As this course is all about being good with your lines and hitting your you know landing zones on the par fours. Both are very good. I feel woods players and control players. Um, to not only manipulate speed at the disc, but also angle. 
Um, from round one, missing the cut, we're going to have Jeremy Colling, Anthony Barella, Andrew Marweed, Adam Hammes, Alden Harris, Vino Makala, Linus Carlson, Brody Smith, Garrett Gerthy, Thomas Gilbert, Greg Barsby, and Emerson Keith. All amazing, great players. It's just this field is stacked, and right away it's it's getting sliced in half. Yeah, some big names there we, that we see get kicked out early, uh, but... Overall, I would say congratulations on your season and, you know, even getting here is a good accomplishment. I'm sure all of those players thought they would have and expected to move on. But, you know, it's just turns out to the format of this is every day, it, you know, starts over. So it's just the new day is, you know, you need to attack. And if you don't, you have an off day, you kind of just get left in the dust, unfortunately. I mean, and thanks to Barbosol, some of these guys are walking away with their biggest wins of the year, biggest payouts. Uh, I'm pretty sure that some of these guys get a, walking away with a, a, at least like 2000 a $1,000. $2,500 just to play. Um, so, whew, that's a deal. lot of money. Yeah, I mean, working, that's just to play. working that's... their butts off to get seated into this tournament, it's, it's impressive. Um, and I did see a stat on that. I think it was Brody Smith and Ezra Aderhold will get their highest paid outs to date by just playing in the event. So congratulations, congratulations. to them on their highest payouts and, you know, getting into the event itself. On to the quarterfinals here. Um, the quarterfinals was quite the, uh, the day of... Yeah, I'd say this is more or less what the, the moving day would be in our, in our tournament bracket, but... Because there were so many people really coming at it. Our card was on fire. A lot of stuff happened where people were making moves and trying to stay in it. Yeah, very exciting day as we had Isaac Robinson and Aaron Gossage both shooting a six under par on the day. Uh, Nicholas Antela shooting a five. And Kyle Klein shooting a four under to advance. Yeah, all notable names. Missing the cut, Mason Ford, Chris Clemens. James Conrad, Bradley Williams, Corey Ellis, Kevin Jones, Ezra Adelhold, and Drew Gibson. Once again, some names that we would expect that we would think move on, but these young guns these days are really showing it and showing out this season. I mean, both Isaac Robinson and Aaron Gossage are, I mean, got to put Kyle Klein in there. He made a showing last year, but I feel like the two, Isaac and Aaron, this has been their year to really let themselves be on the tour, let people know who they are. I mean, I know you know who Aaron is, and you've seen him for years, but he's showing the tour, fighting Paul, that he's he's one to, one to watch. Yeah, really a coming out party this year for Aaron. Congratulations on your season, and, you know, we look forward to seeing you next season as well here. But moving on to the semifinals, uh, our competitors that are going to move on were Paul McBeth at 7 under par, Ricky Wysocki at 6 under par, Isaac Robinson at 6 under par, and Gannon Burr, our USDGC champ from this year, also moving on at 5 under par. Yeah, it was our card. Uh, Isaac Robinson just slipped in and there um, at the end. He made a clutch putt to finish up on 18 that it secured his his chance, and I think there was a there was someone else who could have pushed him out, but he secured it. So that was congrats to Isaac Robinson for getting in there. Uh, those who missed the cut was uh, Kyle Klein, uh, Calvin Heimberg, Chris Dickerson, Joel Freeman, Aaron Gossage, Nicholas Antela, Simus, Simon Lazat, and Matthew Oram. 
Once again, congratulations to all of those competitors that got to either this stage or that was their first round and missed the cut. Still going to walk away with a nice payday there. I think at this level, they're looking at $3,500 to take home, so can't be mad about that. And we're on to our finals. Uh, the finals was quite the day. The battle was... It was really anybody's game once it got... It, almost anybody's game once it got to hole 16, would you say? Yeah, I mean, it was really open. You think, you, you would have thought that uh, Ricky and Isaac were completely head-charging it through 11 and 12, but Gannon kept making pushes and pushes, showing that he wasn't out of it. Ricky, he was falling off and kept hitting out of fairway, recovering, showing why he's the scramble master, coming back into it, and even through 17, you're like, this this is still anybody's game. Uh, coming back around up to 18, it was very impressive to see what that OB up on the left side really truly entails because Ricky was the one who pushed it the farthest up around the edge creating that that forehand shot that was what he needed yep to set the stage if you don't know Ricky Wysocki was one stroke down going into hole 18 against Isaac Robinson um, Isaac threw a great shot up to the right a more safe shot um, Ricky threw his shot over the OB tight against the Mando tree and then had a booming sidearm to get just inside the circle. Um, he ended up making his circle's edge birdie putt for um, five under par. Yep. And it pushed a playoff with him and Isaac. Isaac yeah. kind of just played that hole for par. I think that was maybe his game plan from where his drive landed. And we're into a playoff. So the playoff was 18, I think it was 18, 1, 2, 3, 4, 17, and then just Repeat. repeating in that order. Mm -hmm. And... So, coming back in, we didn't want to. They, they they usually don't want to have the crowd move on eighteen, so the crowd stays on eighteen. Ricky and Isaac walk back, setting back up. Uh, we have Jeff Spring come in, uh, discuss the playoff rules, flip the coin. Uh, Isaac Robinson goes first again. He says he throws his same shot safe right up past the the tee pad up, and Ricky again really pushes it. Gets that around that OB and sets up for his forehand. And coming down the stretch, Ricky kind of struggled a little bit. So to see him really put it on on those last few holes, it was pretty incredible. It was amazing to watch. Uh, if anyone who was there, they could feel the energy. Anyone who was watching live, it was just incredible to witness Ricky just in that blackout mode. He 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 clutched it up and. Put that four out that forehand out there to circle's edge once again. And for Ricky Wysocki on hole 18 to go back-to-back -back birdies was very incredible because with those two birdies on that hole, he actually doubled the amount of birdies throughout the entire week on hole 18. So Ricky is going to be your tour champion. Um, and he, he basically played the holes identical. His last hole 18 and then the first hole, the first playoff hole 18, identical to get the win and come back, really, because the kid put on a great show. He was putting good all day. Pro execution, staying in it, trusting yourself. I mean, scramble, recovery, staying in it, believing in yourself. Yeah, there was times even afterward that he just said that he, he knew that Isaac had a better position, but 
he knew that he could make a better shot. So it's the it's about believing in yourself and pushing through. I mean, what a year for Ricky. He wins Texas States, DDO, Ledgestone, Green Mountain, and wrapping up the Tour Points and Tour Championship. That's quite a win coming in. Pretty incredible year, I would say, for Ricky Wysocki. Oh, definitely incredible year. Congrats. All right, and we're going to kick it over to our FPO recap. Um, for the play-in there, Haley King and Jessica Weiss both advanced. Uh, Haley shot a three-under. Jessica shot a one-over par. And I want to just highlight that. Like Haley coming in and shooting a three down where she was the only FPO player that came in, I'm pretty sure, and shot under par that that first that first day is very impressive. Yeah, those conditions were not ideal. Uh, missing the cut, we had Hannah Blumroos, Alexis Mondahano, Macy Valdez, and Jennifer Allen. <clears throat> and with the women having a few less players in them, they moved directly to the quarterfinals, where we had Valerie Mondahanu at 5 under par, Missy Gannon at 3 under par, Holland Henley at 2 under par, and Evelina at 1 under par. Yeah, it was actually a little surprising that that quarterfinals finish, because missing the cut first off was Sarah Hokum, who had a, a putt on 18 to... To that would have put her in over Evelina, but it almost looks like she laid up or just had a miscue and just maybe she didn't even know what the scores were at the time. But she's still walking away with a great finish. Uh, Sarah Holcomb, Jessica Weiss, Natalie Ryan, Ella Hansen, Maria Olivia, Kate Merch, Kat Merch, and Emily Beach all missed the cut, but still excellent seasons. Yeah, going back to that point, it's... It's really a weird situation because, you I mean, Evelina was also in the circle. So for her to lay up and put the pressure on her to make that putt is is weird because she needed that putt to tie if she's going to make that putt. So unfortunately for Sarah, yeah, she's going to have an early exit. And maybe it was just a miscue that she wasn't checking the scores. And, you know, that's all it takes is one air and, you know, you're out of it. Mm -hmm. Players are this good and... You know, it's only getting better from these women that we've seen. So on to the semifinals. Um, Kristen Dittar at three under par. Own Scoggins at even. Missy Gannon at even. And Valerie Mondahanu at plus one. So some pretty good scores again for the, of our women. Oh, amazing scores. Uh, missing the cut, we have Katrina Allen, Evelina, Evelina Solonen, Holland Hanley, and Paige Pierce. Surprising to see two top caliber players just out of it and the the dynamic field that we still have between Kristen own Missy and Valerie is amazing I, I felt like any one of those women I would have been it would have been great to see when it was a sick fight coming down the stretch the format we play is really interesting it gives everybody um you know the chance to start over each day like we talked about but it just allows some of those players that played from you know the earlier rounds to really take that you know adrenaline and that motivation that they've already got or that confidence they got from the previous rounds into those final rounds when they're playing you know the higher ranked opponents i i definitely think sometimes that the players coming in have an advantage knowing the course playing the course over and over i the the players the whole time are allowed to practice the course and be on the course no matter if they're starting early or playing in the, the later finals but 
to have that tournament mentality playing in there and like you said riding that 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 fire i think is a benefit to the players that played early and we're on to our finals of the women uh congratulations to all of our women competitors that played in the event first off um it's a great season the fact that you got here is an accomplishment in itself but no surprise here winning our tour champion is kristen tatar at two under um missy gannon really gave a good run out of the gate and it came i think about holes you know eight to twelve is where she really was, started to stumble <clears throat> yep i think it was around 10 that just like, never really got going again yeah chris uh, missy had i think the lead or at least tied lead with Kristen and missy was the early leader yeah for sure and after a few tree hits and a few missed putts Kristen smelled blood, and she was quite comfortable on that box taking the lead. she It's not something that she hadn't seen before, and she just went full blaze and locked it down. What was quite interesting is uh, it looked like Valerie was almost, like she had a, a fight to like stay in there for third and second, like and watching the, the like, the winnings, like there's still a quite a big margin of uh, payout between second to a fourth. Yeah, so if you didn't hear the payouts, they were thirty five thousand, twenty thousand, fourteen thousand, and then nine thousand dollars. So even down to the third and fourth battle, you're battling for multiple thousands of dollars. So very important for each stroke. Um, Owen Scoggin coming in second place, Missy Gannon ending up in third, and Valerie in fourth. Um, Valerie. And Missy both had similar putts on the last hole to tie. Uh, Missy ended up making hers from a little further back, uh, putting the pressure on Valerie. Um, fortunately, she came up just short of that. She hit the top band, kicked down, and she, you know, she tapped in for, I believe, bogey. Um, the scores don't exactly do justice. Um, Kristen Tatar tapped in for double bogey after laying up from a pretty short distance. So she really put it to him on that back nine. Oh, for sure. Uh, Kristen is a hot, like, she shows continual, she almost had, I think, the most perfect season. If it wasn't for Champions Cup, I think she would have had a grand slam of of getting everything together. Um, do you, you have a list of all the, the things that she won this year? Yeah, let's talk about tour wins she had. Uh, Jonesboro, DDO, Javar Open, Des Moines, World, Butler County, GMC and the Tour Championship. Points and Championship. Which is an incredible season. And that's just talking about our Tour wins. She's won more events. Those are just the ones I listed. For a short period of time throughout the day, Kristen was actually the leader for most money won in a single season by any player in any division at 103000 and some change. So for a few hours, she had set a new record. That was later then broke only by $2,000 by Ricky Wysocki. The new record is 105000 and some change, which is incredible to me. I Incredible for both now, just like FPO, MPO. This is, uh, this is uh, a historic season. A historic season, to say the least. Um, it's been an incredible one to be at. Um, I'm glad I was here to join it with you. And... You know, that's really a wrap-up for our tour, but let's get on to the Wowser from the weekend. Oh, this weekend Wowser. I did not think we were going to have... It's the end of the season. It's it's People are running it. People are trying to give it them all, but 
You never think that you're going to have a 350-foot throw-in through the woods. What? What? All right. So our weekend wowser here was obviously Nicholas. He is the only eagle on the weekend. And let's take a look at it here. Yeah, so his first shot sets up on hole 15 in the middle of the woods. Yeah, as we see him lining up here, he's already on to his um, second. S-line PD. Absolutely blasted out of the hand. Turning over. Straining out. Boom. Oh, just flattens out perfect. How was it? How was? Let's talk. Talk me through standing there watching that one because you're not even up at the basket. No, I I'm a little bit off to the side. I don't believe that anyone's going to even be pushing it. That's such a hard corner that he turns it out perfectly right there. I'm, it's like straight in, and I'm like, I'm holding it, holding it. I don't know if he's going to run up. What's going on? He didn't like from there. It's blind. <laughs> so he's just like that went in. Oh, that's cool. He's oh, just yeah. shaking everybody's Heck hands yeah. like, yeah, that's cool, you this know. Is, this is nice. Oh, it's, it went in? Okay, okay, I should go get that, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was freaking sick. The weekend wowser. Uh, I, I, yeah. Was that the year wowser? I think so. That was a heck of a cap. I can't think of something that gets... I mean, Chandler's ace was cool, but nah, ace is, that that is eagle. Is that's sick. that's what I'm saying. This is as comparable to an ace, like through the woods. Like watching a shot through the woods is one of the, just the most beautiful things. Like when a person can craft a perfect turnover, like it was sculpted, it was placed in that bucket. I mean, the, the bucket rocked. It wasn't really placed, but it was an amazing shot. Incredible. All right, folks, that's going to wrap it up for the 2022 disc golf season and the 2022 in the mix. Uh, we appreciate you guys following and along with us, listening, sharing, liking, and subscribing. Is there anything you'd like to see from us you know, moving forward um, in terms of disc golf podcasts or just the tour recaps that we do each week? Let us know in the comments below, and we'll see if we can get that integrated for next year. And, you know, we always want to do things that are going to be you know enjoyable for the viewer to watch and listen to so let us know what you want to see and we'll see if we can get it into our um our, our podcast for you thank you isaac as always thanks for being here with me and i appreciate it any last words for him uh follow me on my socials isaac goldblatt and uh keep banging them chains all right folks that's it for us Have a good one, and we'll see you next year.